Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of The Prep Perspective. We are here today with Dominic Medlick, a member of the Mock Trial team, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what Mock Trial does, because I know me personally, uh, I don't know a lot about it, so hopefully it'll be a, a learning experience. So, hello, Dominic. How are you hello. doing? Oh, Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the program. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's start by explaining, you know, just a little bit about what Mock Trial actually is, because... You know, to me, just the name, obviously, it's it's something about lawyery, mumbo jumbo, you know what I'm saying? Something Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people don't know much about mock trial, but essentially what it is, is the Nebraska Bar Foundation puts out this fake court case with six different witnesses, uh, each with their own story. This year, it's about a high school drug deal that takes place and some witness tampering that supposedly happened. And essentially what each school's teams are tasked to do is assign roles, witness roles to portray those characters and lawyer roles to examine them and act out how the court case might take place in real life. So it's it's sort of half and half between an actual legal case and like sort of acting? Is that sort of... I, I would say yes. It's kind of like a cross between... Law and theater, if you will. Like I, I originally got into it because I had liked acting in middle school, and then I got lured into doing the more lawyer part of it as I as I grew to love that that side of it too. So there's a diversity in the kind of people that do mock trial. It's not all people that are just law buffs for sure. Yeah, I I understand as well that there's actually a ridiculous amount of preparation that goes into it. I know I saw. Uh, there's like a 90-page packet that you're required to read and memorize. Is that, that is correct? Completely accurate. Completely accurate. We do practices twice a week. Some of our teams do it three times a week for at least a few hours. Sometimes we'll we'll have extra practices as trial gets closer. Our first trial really starts on like October 1st. And we basically have to keep competing against more schools and more schools in our district, which is Omaha, which is by far the hardest district, in my opinion, <laughs> to to get out of districts. Two, two teams will go to state and then go through the state competition and try and win the state championship. Okay. So I know that you sort of outlined a bit of you know how the tournament flow of the, the regular season play. Uh, so you compete against two different – so in, in, a, in a matchup – Right, you would have two different schools going at it, and it's sort of like a tournament format throughout the whole regular season. Or is there like you know, a specific way it's set up for that? Yes, and this is where it gets uh, pretty interesting, actually. So it's it starts out just like a like a normal random seeds, and then it kind of forms a bracket up until the final round of districts. But uh, two schools go against each other, each on a different side of the case. It flip flops all the time, so you're not always the defendant, you're not always the prosecution, and um, that's what happens in a normal match. And out of that, there are two, the judge and two jurors that basically score you on ballots. And the highest score on those ballots is who wins that ballot. And there are three ballots. If you win two ballots and you lose one to the other team, you still technically win the round, but you only get two ballots factored into your score. So when it goes into like power ranking everybody, you start out with your win-loss record. Then you go into ballots. Then you go into points. And so it can really start to get into like these big long ties when it, when it goes um, down the line. And it, it can cause some, 
some drama and some uh, some real tension and and, and uh, what do you call it? Sus- suspense um, leading up to the final round of district and then at state two. So you touched a little bit on on the scoring aspect. It seems like that's a pretty muddy, uh, muddy scoring system. There's not a specific rubric. Like, how, how does the scoring sort of play into this? There is a rubric. Is it muddy? Sure. Um, some would even say quite subjective. But essentially, each witness and each lawyer is scored one to ten based on their performance. Uh, usually, it's somewhere for prep between seven and 10. Um, And these scores, they can vary widely depending on the judge. Some are much more generous and some are much less generous. And so that can really create some big disparities when you have maybe two good teams going up against each other. Their scores will be a lot lower than if you have one of the best teams in the state against one of the worst. And so that's where it gets a little strange when you start looking at the power rankings. Okay. So I know actually our mock trial team at prep is quite good. You guys made it to nationals this past year. Is that correct? In California? Yes. Actually, we are the two-time defending state champions of of the state mock trial program here in Nebraska. Both years we've qualified for nationals. And uh, it was that last year it was in Reno, Nevada. That was my first year uh, getting to go to nationals. And it was, it was a great experience. I think the whole program, we have a lot of new guys on all of our teams and I think we're all kind of geared toward heading to that same level this year. So at nationals, is it the same sort of style as a state tournament, right? Where, you know, sort of the the bracket based two teams go against each other. Is it that same sort of idea, but with a wider, you know, audience or what, what sort of the, the draw for that? Kind of, kind of. The overall format of it is not much different. There's still the same six witnesses, there's still the same two sides and the same matchups and the same brackets where you still get ranked on the same system. It's just there's so many more teams and they vary so much more and they're all so good. I mean, we have teams from last year we played South Korea. We have the far out territories you've never heard of have mock trial teams. <laughs> Mariana Islands, Guam. I mean, the places that you think are just military bases. We pull in people from all over the country. I see. So if one, if one team in the state you think you know, were to give you a run for your money this year, which one do you think it would be? Historically speaking, uh, Scott, Scott won or Duchenne won would definitely be the competitors getting out of districts. Scott had like a five state title year in a row streak. They've had like six or seven in the history of their program. But lately, Prep has been the major competitor in the mock trial space. So we're, we're pretty confident that we can steamroll over them yet again for a third time. <laughs> so I know you touched upon just earlier uh, about uh, you know, nationals not really being relegated to the nation per se. You know, you said there were teams in South Korea as well as, you know, Guam and all these places where, you know, how does how does it work uh, where, you know, if, if I'm living in South Korea on, well, am I studying and you know, competing under South Korean law, or am I competing under American law? And if you know it's American law, is it is it are they tried in a federal setting, 
or is it based upon a specific state? What does it differ between levels? You know, how does that look? Sure. So in the state competitions, everyone competes under their own state laws. And then when you get to nationals, you can either compete in a state case under the state that you're in, or you can compete in, in, in under federal law in, in a federal court. And that's really just up to the the mock trial, national mock trial steering committee to decide where they want to go with that competition for that year. As for people in foreign countries that want to qualify for the American nationals, they have to learn the court case in English under American law and they have to compete against the teams to get out of the country. As far as I understand, I'm not sure how much competition there is in South Korea. (laughs) We have, I think, the same kind of boarding school that's sort of an international school that comes almost every year. I see. So it's it's less about uh, – so at the, at the local level, it's under local law. But once you get higher up, you sort of – I see. That, that makes sense. Right. So if, uh, if there was a young freshman who wanted to get involved with mock trial but doesn't know where to start – uh, how would you recommend that they go about uh, preparing for you know, tryouts? Are there tryouts? You know, what are the different levels of the prep program right now? Yeah, so we have four teams, um, just one, two, three, and four. Uh, for freshmen that want to join the program, they'll have to wait until next year because we already have every, everything situ- situated for this year. But if they're interested, I encourage them to speak to either Mr. Justice in the social studies office, just find any of the guys, myself included, um, to talk to about the program. And as far as preparing for auditions, you do have what are called auditions. You basically go in and you talk to our, our panel of coaches about any topic of your desire for like three to five minutes. And then they'll ask you a few questions the role you want to be, you know, where you're looking to to fit into the teams, and it's it, it's very there, there's really not a lot of pressure in auditioning. I I think anybody can do it, and I feel like we we have a program here at Prep where we can really find a place for any guy that wants to participate in a mock trial. All right, so I want to backtrack just a little bit back to uh, the actual acting part of mock trial. How do you go about, you know? portraying a character and sort of developing that aspect of, uh, of, the, of the case. Sure. So the case kind of has where the character goes according to what they say in their statement. But each team can determine where they want to run with the character as long as they keep the facts straight. You can do anything with it in terms of personality, in terms of how they come across to the jury. And some methods are more effective than others. In the past, we've gone against teams that have fake crying um, or real crying, if they're <laughs> if they're that bad. Um, <laughs> and um, you really discuss it with your team. You decide on where you're going, and that's where you can really allow some of your acting skills to shine through. Is just taking on a whole new identity and really living in that character in trial. And the, the better you do that, the better your score and the better your team will do overall. So that sort of aspect of you know having uh, the second personality, that can affect your score, right? So the acting portion uh, could, 
uh, affect your score? Yeah. How substantially? Roughly? Substantially. Witnesses are a huge part of the scoring process. Like law, I would say, is probably only half or 55% or something of the overall score. So mock trial is just as much about the mock as it is the trial. I see. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so um, for you personally, what is your role on the team? Are you more of the legal scholar type or are you more of the actor type? Ah, my role has changed. Um couple times now. Last year, I started out in the state competition as a witness. I portrayed a rich young college student who may or may not have tried to kill someone with a, with a Snapchat. <laughs> this year, or in the national season for last year, I started out playing a witness as well, and we ended up making some, some shifts on the team uh, to make me as a lawyer and so I ended up having two lawyer roles and it was it was a completely 180 degree turn but I really liked where it was going uh, I feel like I was able to perform fairly successfully at nationals and that's the role that I'm taking on again this year so I suppose I should ask how did you guys do at nationals uh, I know we heard some some things about that you want to elaborate sure sure so after round one, I'm pleased to say we were ranked number one in the country. And then after round two, we were also still ranked among the tops of the teams. Round three was extremely close, and we were able to take a ballot off of the other team, but we weren't able to seal the deal. And so ultimately, that's what knocked us out of being in the final round. Had we gone on to win that trial, we would have actually been in the semifinals. So afterwards, we, we kind of figured that out and realized we made it pretty far, but I think we ended up being ranked somewhere around 17 in the country. Um, we ended up with a 2-2 with a record, but we had some very close trials, and we were able to steal ballots off the, of, off the most competitive teams in the nation, I would say, one of which ended up going into the semifinals and, and ended up losing to the now national champions. So this year, I think the team is ready to go back and perform even better to be either top 10 in the country or to win the national championship for prep for the first year. Yeah, so you, you sort of touched on, on you know, where you're going in the future, but uh, what are the things at the local level uh, and you know, even on the, the level of the program that uh, you think are going to be your biggest strengths going into this, this next year? This year, I think, and next year, actually, the best asset I think we have right now is we have a lot of new talent in the program. We had a lot of seniors leaving last year, but we have basically every slot filled this year with new talent that, that was empty leaving last season, and it's very great to see all the new faces. Next year, we're going to have some teams that are almost completely returning, so that's going to be a huge asset moving into the future as a program. Uh, on the on the local level and state level, we could start qualifying two teams in our district to stay completely overriding any sort of established talent at Duchenne, at Scott. <laughs> I think Creighton Prep Mock Trial is going to be the name to be reckoned with in the coming years for sure. The name. The that name. That is quite the statement. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. So is there anything else that, you know... Uh, our listeners should know about the program. Anything interesting, you know, maybe upcoming 
uh, events that we could attend, that sort of deal. Well, do, do you allow attendance at mock trial? So that is an interesting idea. We have in the past had sort of a, a, a quasi birdcage in our in our trial. <laughs> it, I wouldn't. I, I hesitate to say birdcage because you aren't allowed to make noise <laughs> in a courtroom or use your cell phones or 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 converse with the people next to you. But like at the state competition, actually at districts last year too, we had a pretty sizable showing of, of fans, not only just from Creighton Prep, we had the administration come, we had some some female friends from Duchenne come and cheer us on to beat out Scott's top team last year. So if you are interested, you can get in touch with the mock trial program and set up to come and cheer us on. Just maybe not until the end of the trial. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know now. Now that I'm you know, thinking, got my wheels turning a little bit more. Where do you guys, uh, you know, hold these events? Do you go to an actual courtroom, sort of sit down and act the whole thing out in that sort of way? This is the biggest part of mock trial that I think is so cool. Is we as a state, try and make it so authentic. We go down and we book whole floors of the Douglas County Courthouse and the Sarpy County Courthouse. I think state this year is actually going to probably be at Douglas County. But yeah, you go and you sit in a real courtroom and you do real lawyers at real counsel table performing to juries that are real lawyers. Sometimes you'll have a judge that's either a lawyer that has like a JD or a real judge. We, we perform at state last year for a... Um, very recognizable figure on the federal appellate court for our region and our district. And so, and they all wear the, 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 the classic black robes. So it's very authentic. The environment is very realistic. And you'd almost think it's some sort of real court case that is just being portrayed by a bunch of underaged, non certified lawyers <laughs> <laughs> so you know talking about the authenticity of nebraska how does nebraska compare to other states then so like if, if you were to go to iowa would it be a similar process is it more competitive less competitive in other places it i would say it varies i th- think it's I think I'm okay to say that Nebraska has historically done pretty well at nationals. We had our coaches now, once coached at Duchenne, they went back-to-back national champions, second place, runner-up national champions 2015-2016, if my memory serves. And then they ended up winning you know, two more state championships prep after that to, to qualify for nationals. When Scott was qualifying for nationals, they would they hit as, as high as third in the country, and we have scrimmages from some of the top teams around the country every year at nationals. They love to see where we're coming from. We love to see where they're coming from and really build off each other to go to the top of the top of the national tournament. So each state is a little bit different in terms of competition, but Nebraska specifically is very competitive. And, you know, some states like California, you have to play like eight rounds to get out as districts. Maybe for us it's five, just because of how many people there are. But I would say we still have a fair amount of competition in Nebraska to where our teams get real good before they start going to the national tournament. Well, that's very interesting. I want to thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come and be interviewed about this, this program. It was a pleasure. 
It was a pleasure, and I, I, I look forward to, to listening to the show in the future. And uh, it was a great time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. See you next time. <laughs>